All right, Minera Bateo, welcome back. Good to be with you guys. Tonight, I uh, just got back from work. We are back at the gig, and I found a place that would actually take me, even though I haven't been stabbed up, bro, with the uh, intoxicants, which seem to be going around. And if you guys have survived this past two years without falling under the spell and keeping your mind right and keeping your noose cleaned and my ortho bros are going to know about the noose right tony if you're out there watching you know about the noose it's like that super rational part of yourself which can determine truth and falsehood uh without actually having to deploy like your neocortical cognitive functions you know what i mean it's like you just know right it's your intuition that spiritual part of yourself which is just like that guy's full of it that guy knows what he's talking about right so if you have survived, good for you. And if, uh, you know, what do they call it? Pure blood? Look, nobody's pure blood. <laughs> okay, with the McDonald's and, like, the Golden Corral. Dude, I was at Golden Corral the other day because uh, we had just gotten through our, our fast, uh, my pathetic attempt to try to fast, <laughs> at least for as long as you otherwise do during the nativity fast. I, uh, dude, just pigged out so hard on, like, the worst food in the world. So I'm no longer a pure blood now that I've eaten at Colton Corral. I mean, I could have had, like, maybe a couple stabbies, <laughs> but... The fact that I've had Golden Corral means I'm tainted forever. But, yeah, I mean, things are great, guys. Things are great. I've received a lot of messages lately uh, from people who want to do interviews. Um, unfortunately, it's just I'm at work, and I'm very busy. Uh, as you guys have known since the start of the channel, I'm a tax accountant, and that is what I'm back doing. It is tax season, so I had to get back into the swing of things. I had to make that money. And I got a new car, because uh, some of you know I hit a semi-truck. <laughs> and when you hit a semi-truck with your little Honda Civic, your Honda Civic goes boom. It goes poof. It, it's like, uh, you know, something that flies into a building, right? And so it just, uh, you know, made me have to get another car. There's a lot of things to work on in my life, but uh, things are stabilized. Things are going well now. And now I think uh, I might make a video or two. I might make a video too. Now, the interviews may have to wait because that just takes some time in order to set up. Like, I have to get the questions, and when I'm done with the interview, I got to do timestamps and all that stuff. So, I don't know if we're going to be doing that anytime soon, but I might pop out a few videos and talk about some of the recent developments because I have missed a lot of stuff since I've been out. Uh, and yes, I have not been swooped up by the feds. None of that. None of that. Uh, we've just been working, and I hope you guys have been working too. I hope that your new year is going okay. And uh, there's a lot to look forward to, I think, in this new year, particularly for Monero. Uh, and I think that things in the world are going to get better. <laughs> Will they? I don't know. <laughs> I'm very optimistic, actually. It's like I come off as a doomer sometimes, but uh, I'm actually very white-pilled. I'm very optimistic about what's going on. I think that people are waking up in a way that I've never seen before. Now, are they going to wake up to many other things that need to be woken up to? Who knows? But I think the more that people do wake up to just how deep the corruption goes and just how deep the predatory nature of the state is, uh, especially currently, uh, there's going to be a move to Monero, and we're going to go to the moon. <laughs> I mean, maybe. We'll see what happens. The dark side of the moon, of course, because Monero is all about privacy. It's all about fungibility, which is a lot of fun. No fungibility without fun, right? So... I do want to talk about some of the updates because Monero is just kicking tail today. We are up like 18% against Bitcoin last time I checked, which is killer. And uh, let me just make sure my... You guys have requested that I go to the bottom of the screen so you can see the URLs. 
because uh, sometimes I forget to source properly, so apologize about that. But uh, let's just talk a little bit today. I mean, by the way, I was looking to do a live stream last week. Couldn't make it happen. If I do find time for a live stream, which typically takes a couple hours because I don't want to stream for like half an hour, right? Um, I'll let you guys know. I'm still popping stuff off on the Telegram. Check me out on Telegram. I might be posting more on Gab. Forget about Getter. Getter's lame. Uh, it kicks off some cool bros. Uh, go to Gab if you're looking for an alternative to Twitter, in my opinion. But let's talk about Monero. So, Monero currently conquering crypto world up 18% versus Bitcoin. Uh, up almost 10 spots in the ranking today. Beginning of a big trend reversal. Now, 10 spots. We're almost out of the top 50, guys. Now, I don't think we've hit a point yet where we have dropped out of the top 50. When that day comes, I'm, I mean, my mind's just going to be blown, right? Because it was only a couple of years ago that Monero is in the top three, right? You had Bitcoin, you had Ethereum, then you had Monero. And it's because Monero is incredibly well-respected. Uh, even people back then thought Monero was going to flip Bitcoin. But look, it's just going to take education. It's going to take getting out to people to let them know about Monero. Um, and I'm going to do a video, hopefully, God willing, soon about uh, this one investor dude um, who invested half of his like billions of dollars in Bitcoin. And he goes on for 10 minutes on this TV show as to why he did that. I do want to respond to this because the whole digital gold thing with Bitcoin is stupid. Seriously, it's dumb. And I don't even believe that Monero is digital gold. Okay, let me be clear about that. I think that it's an optimal medium of exchange. Uh, whether or not it's digital gold, I, I, we can debate that. I don't believe in digital gold as a concept, frankly. I believe that there's gold, and then I believe there's digital cash, right? Uh, gold is an element on the elemental chart, right? It, it's got specific functions and qualities that it can accomplish being an element on the elemental chart that other elements cannot do, right? It's a very unique thing, and you can't just remake it with new code. Right. And we can get into all that. But I want to respond to that because the more people that wake up to understanding this is a fraud and Bitcoin is supposed to be digital cash, as described in the white paper uh, by Satoshi, uh, I think that more people will understand the value of Monero. Now, obviously, people are going to trust Monero less if it continues to move down in the ranks. But talking with Arctic Mind, he seems to believe that it's just been on a very long technical downtrend. We could be seeing the reversal of that. And my trader friend, Jesse, he sent me some charts today, and he said that we are moving past technical levels right now, and we're on an uptrend. Now, we've seen this before, but um, who knows? Maybe this time it's different. CryptoMonkey also sent me something on Twitter. Uh, looking at some charts, there seems to be like a double bottom type thing forming. I'm not a trader. I'm all about the fundamentals. Uh, can't have fun without fundamentals either. And the technicals don't really matter to me, especially with all the bull stuff going on. I can't believe that people would actually short Monero. That's actually one thing I want to look up right now. What's going on on Datamish? Because we were checking this site back when I was making some vids, and it was pretty ludicrous. What was going on with Monero? We speculated about price manipulation. We were like, okay, is there like a paper Monero trading scheme going on? What's going on? Because we looked at this. Okay, well, we've seen a reversal. Let's see when this changed because I haven't checked this in a while. Uh, maybe the squeeze is on, bro. Did one, you, did one of you guys write that Wall Street Bets article? Is that what's going on? Okay, so uh, this happened a while ago, this flip. Let's see when this happened. So... You guys remember this, right? Like, this is when we were making the videos about price manipulation. Like, what is going on here? Because 
the shorts were outnumbering Monero longs by like 2x, which was just preposterous and ridiculous with everything that was going on with, uh, you know, the ring size increases and Havana coming along great, the private decentralized peer-to-peer exchange and the transaction volumes going up and everything, right? Adoption. And we're looking at every other crypto here and we're like, okay, well, you've got like 50 times the number of longs then you do shorts. Okay, well, this is interesting now. So we're looking at Cardano. You've got now significantly more shorts than you do longs. Let's look at Litecoin. Uh, same deal. Wow, dude. Monero's bucking the trend right now. This is wild. So now you've got significantly more longs than you do shorts. They're surging right now. Look, just the longs are going vertical. Now, interestingly enough, you see the shorts also chasing up the longs here. I'm not sure what that's about. Uh, I'll leave it up to you guys to speculate because that's one thing that we did notice is that when the price went up on Monero, we did see concomitant increases in the shorts, which made us believe that there was an attempt to keep the price down by increasing the short volume positions. But we don't really know what's going on with that. We don't really know. All of this stuff is speculative. Now, it could be that they're trying to make money by doing this or, you know, the deep state's concerned about, uh, you know, Monero or something. I don't know. I don't know. All of it's speculative. EOS seems to be bullish. I don't care about EOS, though. Who cares? But, yeah, it's uh, on the way up. Let's look at Trade Ogre. Let's look at our lovely Trade Ogre. Isn't Trade Ogre the best? We love Trade Ogre. Uh, up 15% against Bitcoin, up 12.5% on the day. Uh, let's look at what's been going on over the last week. So you got some appreciation. That's right. Uh, let's look at a long-term chart. And it looks like we just have, like, some general appreciation going on here since she... Maybe October, you know, when we had a, yeah. Okay, cool. Well, I'll leave you technical guys to sort of take a look at that more so. But looks pretty good to me. You'll love to see it. And, dude, with everything going on with Haveno, I've talked about uh, Haveno a little bit on the Telegram and on the Twitter. It's going to be the biggest development in crypto. Not just with Monero, but with crypto. Like, Haveno makes CBDCs pretty much irrelevant. Like, we don't have to worry about CBDCs now. Because of Havana. Like, do you guys understand this? It's because it's going to be the next generation ATM. Like, you're going to be able to go onto Havana with your national currencies, your CBDCs, and you're going to be able to swap them atomically for Monero and then get off the system with your money. Think about it. Like, that's huge. That's bonkers. Like, you're going to be able to interact with both the regulated market and the free market, the black market, whatever you want to call it. You're going to be able to have access to all markets. And same will mer- so will merchants, right? Merchants will be able to sell things to people who want to be part of the regulated market, right? And they'll be able to switch that money into Monero, maybe if they want to do some back-end stuff with it. Uh, and then they'll be, able, they'll be able to also take Monero from people. And then they'll be able to flip that into the national currency in order to take care of, you know, whatever tax obligations that they have or obligations to the state, obligations to suppliers, creditors, whatever, right? So Haveno is the biggest evolutionary development going on in crypto. And it may be the biggest development that has gone in crypto. Think about this also. A lot of Bitcoin volume comes from trading. And we all know that because the crypto market's insane. People are ludicrous. And I'll show you something later about like baby Dogecoin, which is, I guess, the new thing. Everyone's trading these cryptos by first going into Bitcoin as a big liquidity pool, right? And then... Hopscopping from there. So if Bitcoin's getting a lot of this liquidity and is having so much price appreciation because it's used as a trading vehicle, 
And then you have Monero being able to supply the same function, except privately, and better, and for national currencies, in a decentralized way, on Tor, dude. It's going to take so much market share from Bitcoin. Like, you guys understand this, right? And yeah, I know that Ethereum, to some degree, uh, allows people to get to a lot of other cryptos too, but you've guys seen those gas fees, right? Like, it's preposterous. It's ridiculous, the gas fees on Ethereum. Even with the price down and the volumes down on Ethereum, it's still bonkers how much people are having to pay in order to get out of certain positions. Insane, right? So, 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 a lot of people are going to go to Monero in order to do this. And you can also atomically swap now Ethereum to Monero, which is pretty interesting. That's opened up. Same thing with Bitcoin, now with Taproot and all that stuff. So, yeah, Havana is going to be huge. Havana is going to be huge. And that's one of the biggest developments going on right now. And that development alone, by my calculations, my sophisticated analysis, should have Monero at like a trillion dollar market cap. Seriously. And what is it at right now? It is at $4 billion. <laughs> you guys understand how goofy that is, right? Like, you guys understand that is just absolutely insane. That's bonkers. I just want to make sure I'm recording. Um, yeah, it's stupid, dude. It's stupid. It's going to go nuclear. It's going to go absolutely nuclear. Uh, and we're going to keep yelling that from the rooftops. Because it's literally like the most no-brainer play that you could make in crypto right now. Is just buying Monero. And look, if Monero goes freaking nuclear, okay, think about it. That means all of your assets, which have just appreciated by what, like 25x? Nobody knows about it. Nobody knows anyone who knows Monero. Except me, because I'm a doofus and I show my face and I tell you, hey, Monero's awesome. <laughs> like, but dude, think if you're like a billionaire, if you're like an Elon Musk and you're like, screw the government, I'm not going to give him another penny. Uh, even though you should, you should pay your taxes, or you're just like one of these Panama paper bros, or like you're one of these Pandora paper bros, or whatever, right? You're just wanting to get your money offshore, etc. Dude, you're just going to buy Monero and nobody's going to know about it. You're going to have like, what, billions of dollars on your phone. Like when billionaires start to catch on to Monero, dude, uh, game over, right? Like forget about this guy right here. This uh, doofus, Bill Miller, who I guess is some legendary investor, uh, not as legendary as we are. <laughs> we're going to be, dude, we're going to be like having our names written in the stone on the side of pyramids that are going to be built in our name because of our positions in Monero. Like you guys understand this, right? <laughs> I mean, maybe I don't, but like Bill Miller needs to get on the Monero train, dude. He needs to understand what's going on. Okay. Cause, uh, look, I don't care how much it falls in the rankings. I don't care what they do to it. We know our position strength. It's so strong, so strong. And uh, I think you guys may want to hear some updates on some of the other cryptos that we've discussed here on the channel. I know there's been some volatility. There's been some developments going on. I barely followed these developments. I barely tweeted about it. Uh, uh, but we'll, we'll get to that in different videos. Still pretty bullish on them. I'm bullish on any private crypto, honestly. Well, not, not any private crypto. That would mean Turtle Coin. Turtle Coin is still... Let's check on our lovely Turtle Coin. Uh... TurtleCoin has a soft place in my heart, to be honest with you. Uh, TurtleCoin. Is there, is there a bid yet for a TurtleCoin? No, there's no bids. Okay, dang it. Dude, if I had a billion dollars, I'd gobble up every TurtleCoin. <laughs> Seriously, I love TurtleCoin. But um, let's just take a look at these other cryptos, right? So Haven, Haven's had a pretty rough ride, dude. Uh, I don't know what's going on. They just voted on some like new uh, unlock time thing. 
I'd like there to be more competition in the private stablecoin market. Uh, I've always said that the use of a private stablecoin in this environment would be incredibly important, and the Haven's the only one really trying to make an effort out of making that happen. But uh, I think it would be great if Darrow got onto the game to create a collateralized private stablecoin. That'd be pretty cool. But I don't know what's going on with Darrow either, because they're supposed to have their crypto out onto the main net Q3 2021, and it's not out yet. So I don't know what's going on with that. Don't know what's going on with that, bro. Hurry up, Darrow bros. We want that out. Uh, but they're still talking about it and hyping it up on the Twitters. I see you. I see you. Uh, Pirate Chain's a little bit under a buck. And look, guys, again, if you want to know why uh, I've talked about Pirate Chain, like, let me just show you this so you guys understand. Um, let me see if I can find this uh, tweet. I think it's Coin Gecko. Dude, this is just the state of the crypto sphere at the moment. Uh, community matters. Which project has the strongest community in the crypto space? Baby Dodge Army. You got another little Dodge dog here. Love Baby Dodge. Bro, what? Dodge Vader, bro. I mean, dude, what is going on here? Okay. This is the state of the crypto sphere. See, this is why I think Pirate Chain is a contender. <laughs> like, seriously. Um, some people think it's a bad meme. Dude, why would anyone buy something called Pirate Chain? Bro, are you seeing this? You guys understand this, don't you? So, if Pirate Chain were to become popular because, you know, you got goobers like this buying it, well, people are going to be like, oh, well, cool. I'm sure there are other private cryptos out there better than Pirate Chain. Maybe there maybe there are. I mean, I don't know. Uh, the ZK Snarks, I don't really understand that stuff. I don't think really anyone does. They say it makes it very, very private. And uh, they say the tech is pretty strong, but uh, yeah, as far as just heuristics go, as far as people that trust crypto and use crypto, that like their life depends on it, like on the uh, dark webs and whatever, they're using Monero. They're not using Pirate Chain as of yet. And frankly, in order for me to really put something at the top of my list as far as a private crypto goes, I need to see it in action and I need to see people risking their lives and their souls on this stuff. Uh, otherwise, uh, you know, it's not, it's not Monero first, right? It's not, uh, that crypto first, you know what I mean? So, um, yeah, I think Pirate's a contender because of this. And I'm not one of these people that thinks that there's some kind of zero-sum game that goes on between these cryptos on here. I do think that, um, you know, if Pirate Chain were to go to like billions of dollars a coin because people are just screwing around... Uh, I think that'd be bullish for Monero. Seriously. Because a lot of these people would be like, wait, pirate cryptos? That's a good idea. I didn't even think about that before. What are actually like the legit ones? Um, and I'm not saying pirate's necessarily not legit. I do have issues with it because, you know, it doesn't have a tail emission. We don't know what the mining schedule is going to be like, how they're going to be incentivized. Um, and it's not being adopted in ways that we would otherwise like. That makes it look as legit as... Like, I do have my issues with pirate chain, believe me. Uh, but as of now, it's a contender for the meme ability, uh, because of all this stuff. And if the meme really grows, like, check this out. Think about it. You got Shibu token here at number 14. Now, could have Shibu made it all the way up here if it wasn't for Dogecoin coming to the four first? No, because they had, like, wars with each other, bro. There were, like, meme wars happening on Reddit between Dogecoin and Shibu Inu. That's why this is worth $16 billion. That's why this is worth $23 billion. Now, you may say, Matt, 
bro, are you all about the gains? I thought you said, like, uh, gains before freedom means e- neither. Um, no, like I said, it's complimentary. And if you make private cryptos popularized because, you know, in order to sell things in this world, you got to market. And especially to the crypto bros, you got to market, like, in a ridiculously goofy way. Uh, well, I think there are some positive benefits that, benefits that could come out of that. So that's my reasoning. Those are just some updates on the Freedom Coin Covenant. And yeah, some of you have reached out to me in order to do interviews on other coins like Xano and uh, some other things. We'll get to that maybe another time. Uh, I want to talk about Monero for the most part today. There are some other good developments I want to talk about. And this is one development that I've actually thought about before. And I'm so glad somebody's coming to the Ford to do this. So they're talking about... Uh, having a shopping agent service that is based in Monero. Now, this is going to be key for our German bros and for the bros over in Europe because of the whole stabbing mandate thing, the Green Pass and all that stuff. In some supermarkets that I've seen over in Germany and Luxembourg and some of these other places, guess what? You need to be stabbed and boosted in order to go into your supermarket to buy what it is you want to buy or to buy clothes or to buy other things like books and whatever. Um you need to have the stabbing. And look, if you are stabbed and you have your uh, pass, you could use that to profit, right? Because you could provide or you could get ask, access to things that other people can't get access to, which gives you kind of uh, an asymmetric advantage, a competitive advantage in the market. And you could monetize that with this service, which means that you could go shopping for people who can't get into the market and you could give them goods that they would otherwise need for Monero, for a little bit of a markup, right? And who knows, maybe they make that illegal, in which case you have to rely on Monero uh, so that your transactions can't be tracked and you can't be convicted. So that is something that is just so ahead of the curve thinking. We love it. Spiritual exchange. Rock on, dude. We love to see it. Um, Well, we are basically a shopping agent. Choose an item you want to buy, fill out our order form, and click on order. Shortly after we have received your request, we check if it's possible for us to fulfill your order request. And uh, they'll put it into a warehouse. You go pick it up from the warehouse. You pay for it seemingly in Monero. Yeah, so it's cool. Now, I haven't used the service before. I don't know how long they've been around, so do it at your own risk, right? Uh, But good job. That is like super forward thinking. I love to see it. Let's get to the next thing. Monero eBay, another great idea. Because we don't want to just be on the dark webs and we don't want to like be like Jose Sanchez. Where are my sunglasses? Being on the dark neck, bro, selling our skills on the dark neck. You know what I mean? So having like an eBay where everything is bought and sold in Monero, I think that would make the community a lot stronger, right? And um, I'd have to think about this a little bit more. I was just coming up with ideas, but I think that is a great idea. Uh can you take Monero on Etsy? Is that possible? Um, I was going to make a video a while ago on WooCommerce, uh, something that Sekhack, I think is his name, Sirhack, came up with, the guy who wrote Mastering Monero. He came up with something called WooCommerce, which you can integrate into your website and take Monero. Uh, maybe that would be integrated into this. But still, another great idea, and it seems to have some, uh, some support. So... Yeah, he's like, clear net market. That's fine. Yeah. So, yeah, just more ideas in order to allow us to exchange more with Monero is a great idea. Uh, The more that we can exchange off the exchange, the better. And uh, these markets that use Monero, 
are going to grow. Because A, of course, people want to get off of the dollar. People want to get off of these fiat currencies, which are being inflated into oblivion. We're going to get to that here in a sec. But number two, um, it's going to become cool. It's going to become counterculture and revolutionary in order to use these currencies. Um, Bitcoin being tracked and traced is not cool. It's not cool. It's super lame, actually. Like Bitcoin is very, uh, oh, I got to watch my words. <laughs> it's very, uh, it's like a do wearing pearls. You know what I mean? <laughs> How do you say it? It's not based, right? Um, this is cool. This is so cool. Not having your transactions tracked, not having your transactions traced, um, having as little information about your financial life leak out to these predators, which are taking over the world right now. That's cool. Very cool. So it's going to become counterculture to use this stuff and to buy and trade in Monero and who knows, like Pyrochain or whatever. It's going to become cool. And we got to make it cool by setting up the infrastructure for that. And it's really cool seeing these develop. Another very bullish development for Monero is the fact that we're starting to see price controls. Now, this is going to continue, especially as we continue to see inflation start to ramp up. And by the way, it's not 7%. That's ridiculous. It's more like 15 to 20%. The CPI is totally rigged. I'm sure most of you know that. We've talked about that. But... Uh, as inflation becomes more politically problematic for the people in charge, they're going to want to institute price controls to make it look like they're helping the public who is suffering as a result of inflation. And these other countries uh, that are on the world reserve currency, which is the dollar, they're going to be able to blame the United States and be like, yeah, the Federal Reserve is out of control, supply chain issues because of the CUFID, whatever. We're going to help you out. We're Mr. Government. We're here to save you, right? The most dangerous words ever spoken. And so they're going to put price controls on things. And Joe Biden's already talked about putting... Uh, price controls on gas, I think, uh, or at least he said that the people providing gas were price gouging, which is usually a pretext for price controls. So all that's going to lead to uh, the growth of black markets, right? That's just basic Austrian economics. Whenever you have uh, price controls on things, well, that means that the job of efficient capital allocation is moving out of the regulated market in into another market that's going to be able to provide that service. Because finding fair market value for goods and services, that is a provision that the market always provides. Someone is always going to provide and profit from doing that. That's essentially the nature of trading. And so if you cap food, for example, as they're going to be doing here, a lot of people are going to be buying this food and then they're going to sell in the black market for a market because they know that it's being sold for below fair market value. And so they're going to buy it out of these supermarkets. Same thing that happened to personal protective equipment in the regulated market when the pandemic started to get out of control. They bought all the masks, the gloves, et cetera, and then they sold it on the dark webs, right? And a lot of that was bought and sold in Monero, which is awesome. Uh, but yeah, they sold it at a huge markup and they fulfilled that market demand of providing goods and services at fair market value. And so if you want to get these goods and services in this economy which is going to be suffering from ever more shortages as supply chain issues increase they're not going to get better uh real wages are continually going down which means people are less and less incentive to go back to work you're starting to see more shutdowns over in china their ports are shutting down which means more supply chain issues so the supply chain issues aren't anticipated to get much better in the near-term future which means more shortages inflation is not going to be curtailed by quarter point rate hikes over the next year so yes we can expect both things to get worse and if you want to have access to a market that can supply you your goods 
albeit at probably a higher price, you're going to need Monero, which means this is all very bullish for Monero, right? And this is something that we've talked about for a long time. We're starting to see more evidence that this is going to be the case. And if we start to see more marketplaces pop up like this, which maybe aren't necessarily dark net marketplaces, but like this guy was talking about, clear net marketplace where you can just buy and sell goods and services, um, maybe you start to see food on there, right? And you start to see other things. But of course, if it is illegal to resell things at higher than the price control price, you know, maybe it moves its way to the dark web. But still, the more options, the better. Uh, Monero is going to be key for this because Monero is pretty much taking over all these marketplaces. Bitcoin's being phased out because people are waking up. It's a surveillance coin. So Monero is going to be key. Uh, that is something to note. So let's just go ahead and talk about inflation real quick so you guys can get a context for this. Producer price uh, producer prices surge to record highest services cost soar. So look at this chart. I mean, this is just nuts, right? Surging just about 10% on, I believe, the year. Yep. Yep, yep, yep. So the producer prices are going nuclear. That's all going to be passed on to the consumer. And yep. So let's look at the final demand goods, which are currently going up. Process goods for intermediate demand, which goes into the final goods. Uh, those are going nuclear. So this is all inflation. And we've talked about inflation. It's going to get worse right because put this into context right it's like in 2002 the fed was talking about raising rates from one percent to like five percent because inflation was starting to increase and they lowered interest rates as a result of 9-11 and uh they started from one percent and increased it from there in order to chill uh the economy out because it was getting hot too much money was going into the system too many loans blah 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 and so like, they're talking about going from 0 to 1% now over the course of the next year. Now, whether they're going to be able to do that, I mean, I don't even know. My opinion is that they're going to find another crisis in order to uh, justify more money printing. Because right now they're doing quantitative tightening. Uh, they're going from, I believe, $60 billion a month of QE to about $20 billion uh, in the next month. And that's nothing, right? I mean, they're not even raising interest rates yet. They're just putting less money into the system, right? And I'll have you recall that from 2008 to 2015, December 2015, rates were kept at zero because they were worried that if they were to hike 25 basis points, they'd implode the entire economy. So now that we have like double as much debt, we're almost at $30 trillion of debt. Nationally speaking, you've got a lot more corporate debt, uh, mortgage debt and all that stuff, car debt. Well, I mean, are they going to be able to do that now? I don't think so. They're going to come up with another excuse. There's going to be another crisis that comes out of China, a new disease. Uh, maybe the whole Evergrande thing gets out of control more so. Uh, the property market continues to collapse. I don't know. There's going to be something uh, that they are going to blame this stuff up. Maybe they are able to pin Russia in a way where they make a move and they blame world war on them. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe some like cyber attack thing. They're going to come up with something. I, I guarantee it. Like, the Fed is not going to take responsibility for this. The governments are not going to take responsibility for it. Governments don't take responsibility. They're not accountable. And so they're going to have to come up with something in order to blame the problems that they've caused on. So just my theory, bro. Uh, U.S. consumer prices soar at fastest in 39 years. Real wages tumble for ninth straight month. Ninth straight month. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah, just look at this. Look at the real wages. Plummeting. Right, and this is using the CPI. I mean, they're going even lower than that. They're going limbo, right? And why are you going to go back to work if uh, you're aware of this, right? 
you might as well just chill out and uh, you know buy stuff on your credit card while the dollar still has value. Don't do that, by the way. Not financial advice, but um, <clears throat> yes. And I believe I saw a stat that said uh, the last time that inflation was this high, the federal funds rate was at about five percent. They're not going to get to five percent. I mean, that's you know that's ridiculous, right? But last time inflation was this high was back in the seventies, and what happened? Well, you had Paul Volcker come in nineteen eighty and hike rates up to twenty percent. Now, if they did that, dude. Uh, like literally the planet would blow up. It would just blow up. Like it would be like the Death Star shooting a laser at the earth and we'd be tattooing, right? So let's talk about Monero inflation. Bring it back to Monero, reel it back in. Reminder that Monero is the lowest inflation rate of all mineable cryptocurrencies. Monero's economic policy is certain now and in the future. Uh, it is protection from surveillance, censorship, and currency debasement. It is our exit to this madness and silent theft. That is from Untraceable. Give him a fall. He's got some key stuff. Uh, yeah, check this out. It's got a lower rate than Bitcoin currently. And people worry about the supply with Monero. Um, he talks about how you can do that here. Yes, the supply is auditable. It's not a concern. And that's one of the reasons why people say they don't want to buy Monero is because, oh, I don't know how much there actually is. You can figure out how much there is, and you could uh, uh, be pretty confident that it's all there. It's all there. So what else do I want to talk about? I think I'm just going to end it here. Uh, we'll maybe do another video uh, later this week because I do want to talk about some things, but we'll see. So John McAfee, rest in peace, brother. The U.S. spends our money in secrecy. They reveal more generalities, yet our Every penny is scrutinized. And yeah, one story that I forgot to mention was the fact that Venmo, Cash App, and some of these other financial apps uh, are going to be sending 1099s to people who transact over $600 in business. Um, now, this is already part of the law. If you're a contractor and you receive more than $600 from uh, somebody that you're doing services for, well, you have to receive a 1099. And if you're receiving that through Venmo or whatever, well, they're going to want money for that. So... That's going to push more people to Monero, especially because there are a lot of people who sell substances illegally, and they want to use Venmo and Cash App and some of these other things in order to receive that money. And if they know that their funds are being scrutinized by these financial app companies, and may they may receive a form in the mail that is also sent to the IRS for their activities, which are maybe illegal, they're just going to be like, okay, well, forget about this. I'm just going to use Monero. I mean, hopefully they know about Monero. Uh, if they don't, they need to learn quickly. <laughs> but uh, that is something to note. I think we'll probably see more of that. Uh, bu -bu -bu -bu. And then he says, the opposite of our Constitution's intent, cryptocurrency, privacy coins are the greatest defense against this corrupt system ever developed. I would say Jesus Christ is, but privacy coins are too. I would agree um, that they are one of the most powerful defenses that we have. Uh, to save not only financial assets, but to allow ourselves to do what it is we have the right to do, which is to transact with each other without predatory third parties coming in to F up our stuff, right? That's not fair. That's not cool. And so we are going to do what we have the natural right to do, whether they like it or not. And if we have to do it in secrecy because they're not wanting to play by the rules and they're not wanting to play fair, then that is what's going to happen. We have rights, ladies and gentlemen and express them, and be free. So, I think that's all. 
That is all. Leave comments. I want to hear from you guys. It's been a while. Uh, I'll let you know if we do a live stream. I'll let you know if we uh, got more videos popping off. Uh, but it was fun to do this, bro. I love sitting at this desk. Uh, I still have the lights up and so many people I wish I talked to, right? I wish I could continue to do this as often as I did because I think we got a lot of killer content out. We encouraged a lot of people to get into Monero. I know that as a fact. And I know that a lot of you have commented saying that, yeah, you're talking to your local vendors to get into this stuff. And uh, look, just get the word out. Continue to get the word out. This stuff's pretty important, not only for uh, our collective financial future, but also for our liberties and for uh, making it so that we have an out from this technocratic, panopticonical, totalitarian, crazy system, right? Yep, yep, yep. Anything else I want to say? I don't think so. Minera Mateo, it's good to be back. And I hope to be speaking again with you guys soon. And that's all. Check us out on the social media links. I'll put them below. Uh, and that being said, you guys have a wonderful day. See ya.